0: Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, body whisperer, Eliza Yelenich.
1: Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, everyone. It's a dark Monday in my world. I've actually got no power, no electricity, and no internet. So I've luckily um, had... Somewhere in the recesses of my mind to remember to have one of those old school phones that I can actually do the show tonight. So how does it get better than that? So that's for everybody out there. Those old school phones that you plug directly into the wall, they come in handy for these such occasions. So <clears throat> that's just has nothing to do with the topic tonight, but it is something to keep in mind. So our topic tonight is pioneering pleasure. Maybe it has something to do with pioneering. Sometimes, you know, going back to the old is actually creating the new. So, what um, what I would like to let you guys know is we have a surprise guest tonight. Uh, her name is Lori Scott, and actually we have some more surprises about her um, coming up later in the show. But um, before I get to that, now my voice is changing. This is getting very interesting. So, um, one of the things I'd like to just let you guys know about is for all of you who are new to the show, if this is your first time tuning in and. Listening, I just wanna kind of give you a brief about you know what is it that I do, why have I chosen to do this topic of pleasure and all that sort of stuff So one of the things that I do um with people in the world is I do a technique called the mitzvah technique, which is a movement of bodies to align the spine to create greater ease and flow of movement so it's um for me it's one of it's a really pleasurable thing to have. Um, done to me and also to do on other bodies. I love seeing how people can have greater ease of movement and then how pain can get out of their body. And I just really love to see people feeling good and looking good, like stretching their stuff and um, feeling happy. So a lot of the stuff that I choose to offer has a lot to do with creating more ease in the body and in your life. So um, I also love, love, love to facilitate classes in all the stuff that I do. So um, facilitating classes in the mitzvah technique. Um, it looks like, you know, having, like, exercises. Or you can also learn how to be a practitioner, which is about a five-year program. But some people choose it. Very few choose it. And then there are quite a few who choose to do the exercises, which are a lot of fun, too. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about mitzvah just for a minute because the person who created that is a pioneer in the field of body movement and ended up getting a doctorate in Dalhousie for it the work that he did, his name was Nehemia Collin, and he is still alive, but um, he's totally a a pioneer in the area of of body movement. So how many other places in our lives are we touched by, you know, things that have been pioneered and people who are pioneers, and in so many ways, like for me, you know, looking around my house, and like everything in it was created by somebody at some point, so how many pioneers' energy is actually around me at all times. And it's really cool to me because I love, uh, especially when I was a kid, I would come up with, like, radical ideas and think, oh, yeah, what if we could just, you know, I swear I I was the kid who came up with the converter, the channel changer, that I call it a channel changer, before, before they existed. And I was like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if, you know? Um, and there are so many things, like we we're all having this capacity to tap into the collective consciousness and like tap into like what everybody's aware of that can be available on the planet. And so very few actually step up to the plate and choose to go to bat and create these things or bring these things to light. So tonight on the show we're going to be talking a lot about, um, because it is the pleasure zone, I'd like to include sexual pioneers as well. And I did some research before my intro net went down today about some of the sexual pioneers in um, through history. And some of them were just ones that I've been aware of through other research that I've done as well. And when Lori and I were talking last night about the show, she'd reminded me of a few of them. So I was like, yeah, yeah, them too. Let's add all the pioneers that we're aware of. So, hi, Lori. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me?
1: I can. Can you tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself and what brings you to the show tonight. Other than me going, hey Lori, do you want to come on the show tonight?
2: No. Well besides that and besides that, I had just asked the universe, okay, who's going to help me get on the internet and get into the world of cyberspace and talk show radios and because I am technically I'm I'm actually growing but it was it's a struggle, so you are an answer to my prayers. Let's do it that uh-huh.
1: That's cool. So yes. what, what sort of stuff do you do? I know I know a few things that you do, but can you tell the people some of the projects that you're working on right now um, in consciousness and with people and what you're creating on the planet?
2: Well, thank you. Um, in the past, I have done massage therapy, and I was looking for something new and radical, that cutting edge and I found Access Consciousness and it has been explosive and I've discovered um, how much expansion um, is possible for us And and one of the projects I'm working on right now, just at the end of last year in December I was just doing a casual walk across the room and I had a flash of insight of how little I am asking for things. It's like the universe it was just that that burst of insight that the gurus talk about and I was just walking across the bathroom I was like, Oh my God, I'm not asking for enough. Everything is waiting there. Everything is waiting for there for to be born. Everything is just waiting for 50 it's the is, it is that that insight, and I was like, okay, there it is. I'm not asking enough. I could be asking for the sun and the moon, and they, I could have them. And so the project I'm starting twenty fifteen 2016 with is a membership site that's called, we're not asking for enough. <laughs> we're with we're being too small. We're playing too small. And so Um'm very excited about that, and I would have a link for that that we can discuss later or and to pump and that's what i would love a community of people to get together and play in that energy of how much we've shut off our receiving and how much we haven't been allowed to ask even to the point of can we ask every moment and how we've been entrained. Uh, uh, my example of that is the genie in the bottle. You can have anything you want, but you can only wishes. It's like, oh, no, that's totally, that's wrong. You <laughs> can't
1: perform more wishes, right? There's no way. Right.
2: right. Well, so everybody
1: listening to... and contributed to power coming back in my house, so thank you, because it just showed up after three hours. How's it get better?
2: Yay! <laughs>
1: I might be able to get better reception if we need it. I know it's very big excitement in the house right now, so if you guys hear, like, joy and, like, laughter going on, it's because the power's back, so I can't just interject there. Were there a
2: little cold. Were you having a cold day today?
1: Uh, yeah, we were we were having, um. I think it was mostly due to, like, climate changes all the time. Lori's in New Mexico, but I'm in Ontario, Canada, and we're really cold right now. Um, we were like yeah Celsius were like minus 3 but yeah it was a cold yeah. day so I think a lot of it had to do with uh, some things going on outside but um, yeah so and how lucky are we to have the pioneers of electricity like Nikola Tesla who actually got us AC going so grateful for all those pioneers too who and all the people who created computers so we can actually create these things and do all this research like amazing amazing people on the planet and like how much of us, um, how many of us are actually like that? And if we step up and go create the things that we've dreamed about, we could create amazing change on the planet. And I know that Lori too, you're also um, creating those tours of consciousness, right? Adventures in consciousness. Yes. is that part of the yes. community thing you're talking about?
2: Well, there. That's another one of the projects, but that, that has its own energy of. Total adventure. Um, seven years ago, I had a meditation that said, Let go of everything. life has been a meditation and an adventure since then. And um, I'm hooking up with Matt Foxler, who was a guest on one of your um, shows uh, in the Sister Defender as well. And he had the creation of conscious adventure tours. And then I was playing with the very same idea without knowing he had the idea. And I came up with with almost verbatim the same energy of it. And so we're teaming. Um, I made a creation called Earth University with the YOU and did do a trip to Bali last fall, September, um, October that was delicious. And so now. I'm going to be teaming up with Matt and a few, a couple Australian gentlemen who are totally crazy wild guys, and we're going to continue creating tours. And the whole gist of that is instead of going on vacation, coming home, and going back to reality, as everyone says, "Well, vacation is good, but getting back to reality," we would like to give you tools to keep the adventure moving it on, the investment keeps moving on in the rest of your life, and so that even the mundane or even driving the car becomes the adventure of consciousness, of awareness, of being present and aliveness in every moment, and that is uh, creating, it's starting to create it itself, and more tours are in the works for this year.
1: Very, very exciting. So, yeah, yeah, how, yeah, whoever's listening out there and you're, like, looking to do something, you know, a lot of people are doing, like, yoga retreats and stuff like that. What if, you know, what if mm-hmm. this whole concept of conscious adventure tours is actually completely up your alley and something that you're looking for? You can find Lori on a few sources. Lori, can you tell them how to, to um connect with you? We'll I am... No, but for yes, now... Yes.
2: I have, um, my site is dot uh, inmagiccom and...
1: Anybody who, it's really, it's really pretty, yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
2: it's yeah. very inviting. It's very inviting. The site, uh, the shot, is from Bali, uh, one of the Islands and... The Gillies has its own magic. Bali does have, you know, people talk about it in the love thing. There really is a magic there. And um, I got to tap into it. And And that's exactly, people go and do the fitness thing. And yet there's a whole other level there that can be tapped into. And that's what the guys and I are looking at is to just tap into the earth and let earth can, we um, use the word contribute, but it's a, uh, and people will ground using cheap ground into the earth, but this has got a different intention. It has a different consciousness to become aware of the earth in a in a new way. And and this energy is has come upon the earth I it was the two thousand twelve big uh, you know, boo ha ha about that. And I have bought into it too as being a big fearful thing and then as it got I had the huge awareness. Actually, felt it. Of it wasn't about the end of you know destruction. It was the end of one period, but it was this huge level of joy coming to the earth and opening up. And I felt it. I felt it coming. The joy from the earth coming up into my feet, into my body. And I was like, Oh man, did we ever get calm? Because uh, how many people I were know. so?" We were, we were so like, freaked out. To
1: jump off the planet like lemmings, right? And it's like, wow, what if you could receive even more from the planet? She's not asking us to jump off of it like lemmings.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I was really bummed. I was really like, oh man, that's what it's all about. It's about this enormous joy and and getting back in touch with this living being that we are here on and um. It's just opening and then expanding more into our own self, too. It's, it's as they say, heaven and earth and all these things that are um, moving forward at it, uh, massive speed. And so that's what Conscious Adventures, my uh, membership website is all about, is to create um, more... Um, Receiving and people being able to get through the garbage in short order and get on with it and start really having fun. I wonder if it's about having fun.
1: Awesome. So when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit um, about some pioneers, some pioneers yeah. that you know people may have or may have not have heard of. So
2: when we come yeah. back from break. Okay.
0: With Body Whisper, Milica Jelenic, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm.
1: everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melissa Jelanić, and today my guest is Laurie Scott. And we're going to be talking about pioneering pleasure. So when I got this sort of idea for the topic, I was actually on Carol Glover's show. Uh, we were talking about something else, and kind of the idea of pioneering came up. And what um, what I was aware of is that there are parts of my life where I am actually being a pioneer. So to me, what being a pioneer is, is like going into new frontiers and being that person who is the, you know, let's like make it really visual. So it's like, you know, new people coming to a new land, like when the settlers came from Europe to come to North America, and they had to basically go through the land figure out how to live here. Um, I actually live on a piece of property that was settled like, you you know, many hundred, probably 200 years ago. And you can still see where they had cleared the trees and where they had not cleared the trees and where they'd made pathways through the forest. So those people were, like, creating ways of connecting with each other through these pathways as well. And we do that now, too. We just do it in a different way. We create pathways through different Internet connections and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, it's like where, for me, it's like being a pioneer is like where in my life have I actually set a foundation for creating a future on this planet that's going to be not only sustainable for future generations, but it's like setting something up so that people can receive from it, um, that I'll know that I'm being a contribution. So, for me, um, you know, pioneering doesn't have to be like that you're recognized and that you get the gold star medal for something, but like where are you pioneering things in your life? So, for you, Laurie, like what would pioneering pioneering? Uh, in general, what does that look
2: like to you? Um, that is so uh, funny because I got so entrenched when I was younger in the whole uh, to go where no man has gone before, the whole Star Trek thing and the uh, frontiers. My last name is Scott, so I was always, all right, Scotty, what are we going to do? And so, Captain, what can we do now? So it's always been looking at that edge of of what is beyond what's been created. And those shows really have influenced our culture. Look how many things from Star Trek are now in our world, the computers, the cell phones, the communication. And so I am always looking at that horizon. What have we not even changed yet? And what can we generate in... New energies um like new sources of energy um and what is consists itself, what is it demanding of us? Uh, and yeah, that's what is that frontier consciousness that's ever expanding the fact of being the energy that is always looking to know itself. And so that's where I played a lot in my life, besides playing in in life and I'm looking forward to kind of more easy and making it easier in a, in a few areas like money, um, relationships, and sex. Um, how can we make? Sex more fun?
1: A good show to be on to to be on the frontiers of that, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How How can we? Create something different on this planet between people. So whether that's like choosing relationships that are that include sex or don't include sex, what can we do on this planet um, that's a completely different way of relating to each other than what anybody has done before? And I think there's a few ways yeah. um, that you know people who are choosing consciousness are starting to create different relationships than the people who are choosing to be unconscious. And you can see it kind of really boldly when you look around, um, you know, things in the news. Like I was recently, I saw something on Facebook, and it was like, you know, people were like really appalled by this scene of abuse, and I'm thinking like, abuse is rampant on the planet. It's really rampant, and if if it offends you, then perhaps you may have considered to try another planet next time, because... This planet has a lot of abuse. It also has a lot of kindness. But if we're not willing to even see that, all of it, then we can't have awareness of it. So when we're willing to see it, all of it, we can have different relationships with people and be different in them as well so we don't have to pretend to be ignorant. We can be aware of everything. So
2: That is vast. That is vast again. Not many people really, it's like you always want to look at the good and you really don't want to look at that shadow. But what if the shadow really doesn't and by looking at it, it changes it.
1: It does. And then you get a whole different picture. You know, it's funny even like when kids draw, when you were saying that, it's like I've noticed that when children do drawings they don't usually add shadow. Um, Although I did know a little boy once and he was an amazing he was an amazing artist he doesn't do art anymore but um he he drew this like fruit thing and as a kid he could even see the light and the shadow so he did like fruit in a bowl and it had all the shadow effects as well and i thought well, like that's really even at the time i didn't really consider like the duality of it but i was just like wow like what this child sees and expresses that most children don't see or express you know they'll just do a circle with a thing coming out of it or whatever. But he could really see like all the, the, he was willing to see both aspects of it. And so like where in our lives are we not willing to see both aspects? And some of those shadow parts of ourselves is kind of like what I was through my exploration today on the pioneering of pleasure is like some of those aspects of ourselves that we might call the shadow self or that we might, Label as negative or whatever that we're trying to avoid or that we're refusing looking at or receiving ourselves. There's some magic in those places, uh, so mm-hmm. if we could like tap into those. You know the the people who were like on the forefront of bringing awareness to S and M, for example. Um, I won't get into the long history of that, but even they they were like willing to tap into the shadow aspects of themselves um, and look at what actually, what works for them that maybe doesn't work for anybody else on the planet. And now it's like, it's not completely a norm, however, it's far more talked about and related to than it was even, say, 50 years ago or 200 years ago. and there's so many things, it's like, yeah, wherever we think we're, like, super devious, like, what if there's magic in that and that you can create something from it that actually contributes to the planet? So,
2: exactly, yeah. the gold consciousness in that. Yeah, what, and on all the energy, all the repressed and bastardized energy in sexuality that yeah, has... A lot of it. <laughs> yeah, can be crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, so... so. Uh, been chomped down. And so I'm really excited and I'm really honored to be in your show to to um, um, see what we can open up and it's good. And we, as we were having our private conversation last night, so I want to share this, is that yesterday, even before I had talked or even agreed to do this, I had this huge awareness of of something wanting acknowledgement, something needing more attention, just the light of conversation, of acknowledgement, of, of being seen, and that it would morph into something softer and kinder, and and that's what, after our discussion last night, it was like, wow, there it is. It's just begging for conversation, cool. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, okay yeah, here as, we go. I love
1: that. I love when that stuff like just it just starts to show up when you are like willing to explore, you know, like all your little nooks and crannies, right? It's so cool. I love. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. I really enjoyed our conversation, and when part of our what we were talking about too last night was, um, it, well, we talked about a lot of things. One of the things is actually what we're going to be creating in February, mm-hmm.
2: which. Which yeah. is kind of and like,
1: there, yeah, there's kind of like um, an aspect of that that is, um, you know, we are kind of going to be on a bit of a cutting edge with that, that, you know, we're going to spend the month of February talking about um, slavery and enslavement, breaking free from like different bonds of slavery that we've created, whether it's in relationship, money, business, like how, all these places that we've done that, that's actually not allowing us to have pleasure and all the places that we're choosing that because we really enjoy it. So uh, I thought it was really appropriate and cool that we're choosing that um, that month. uh, We were kind of talking about that. Just like, you know, it's Black History Month, so there's a lot of, you know, the stuff around slavery with that, but also, it's also the month where um, the Fifty Shades of Grey movie comes out. And I haven't read those books, but maybe I will for, for our February month calls just so that, we can have um you know, so I can have sort of a different um point of view, and especially since pretty much everybody else on the planet has read it, I can then relate <laughs> to it better um, but I do understand yeah. the base premise is there's some there's like something going on with um uh, sexual slavery or something like that, so wow, and that
2: is think <laughs> so exactly what the energy was yesterday. I didn't want to be, but I was, that's what I was tapping into. It's like, wow. There's, this is a split. I literally, the words and the energy was, it's the slavery matrix. It's, yeah. it's, this is the slavery matrix. And so that is like my, whoa, right? It came up and I just got that whole, like, that's it. Those little words glaring at me. And so that's what wants to be explored. And it isn't angry it isn't repressive anymore. It's like, oh, just come and feed me some energy and some awareness and even some of your kindness, and the whole thing can change. It wants to change, and that was my whole, oh, oh. Yeah, I was and really so,
1: like, and when we talked about that, I was like, oh, yeah, let's clear all this stuff on enslavement, like or, you know, being a slave to the grind, being a slave to this, being a slave to that. So when we come back yeah. from break, we'll talk a little bit more about this.
0: By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich, you you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm.
1: Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and my guest today is Laurie Scott, and we're talking about pioneering pleasure. The last little bit we were talking about what pioneering is to us, and so now I'd like to talk about um, also pioneering pleasure. So when I say that to you, Laurie, like what comes up around sexualness, sexuality, and like what's your awareness around some of the pioneers um, in the past or ones that you're aware of that are emerging right now?
2: Um, I started to do a little research and in my life and my awareness has been the Taoist. Uh, we always think of Qigong and the Taoist as being just these kind of staid guys who are always running energy through their bodies but there is an enormous sexual practice to it and we oh, have yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's from there, I got how much uh, an atheist, how much we we don't um, cultivate that that uh, sexual pleasure. To them, the most vital energy in the universe is a woman's orgasm, and they and I thought, wow, I would love to uh, incorporate that more into my own experience. And then when you take the women's orgasm and we add a whole new dimension, and we awareness of just the, the planet, our Earth is orgasmic. That that brings it into a whole new, new dimension for sure. I like to because
1: I was actually considering, like I was looking at, you know, a few pioneers, like this, you know the people who had done the illustrations for the Kama Sutra and the people who created Tantra and the the sexual Qigong is incredibly intense and um, having intercourse with people who do Qigong is really something different so when you are with somebody who has energy awareness and is like utilizing energy and they can actually circulate it in their body or expand it and play with it it's like it's a whole new world compared to just the bodies having fun. It's like now we've got your your being like wakes up and there's so much more to it. And so the people who, who create, you know, who, somebody at some point created that, right? So whoever that was that you know, the Taoists, whoever chose to start to tap into that and utilize that and the magic of it and how it can heal, because Qigong is used for both martial art and also for a healing art, and it is that component of that healing of it. A lot of it is cultivated through the sexual energy that they use to actually um, transfer, you know, and then that's how they're yeah. kind of operating, right? So it's really, really cool, and... um uh, some of the more modern ones and I was like kind of looking through time as well. And I was thinking about like who invented the first dildo. And from what I understood from like my past research was like the Greeks had this like really, they're really inventive. There was actually like a local dildo maker (laughs) who you would go to and they would create these things out of like bound leather. So there was always like people were always curious about pleasure, creating pleasure having more pleasure, and like, historically, what we were doing to do that, you know, where where people were um, engaging in orgies and having like, massive amounts of, um, and they were doing it ritualistically, and they were doing it for harvest, and they were doing it for the planet, and they were like, playing with each other's bodies as a contribution to the planet, giving thanks to the world. Um, you know, I have friends who are um, Wiccan, and they would, you know, do on, you know, I think it's like May 1st, they'd like go out and make love in the hayfields to remind all the plants about how to wake up and how to give birth, and so there are still practices where people are still like uh, tapping into some of that older knowledge, but it's actually kind of on the forefront again because it had kind of gone to the wayside or kind of fell asleep, so now it's kind of like people are going oh, wow, that's new, and oh, that's awesome. It's actually been around for a really, really long time, but we were just yep. ignoring it. So, and there's a lot of stuff about our own selves that has been around for a long time that we've just been ignoring.
2: And, so, with the, and with the old, there's still something new being born, too. There's a new stirring, a new awareness of even something more vital. If, it, if it's possible. And I think that's what's exciting. And then I'm, I'm getting, just as I mentioned, that joy that I felt a few times I've literally felt the joy, and I'm starting to move into the orgasmic energy of the earth. What if we have so cut off our body and our own awareness of how orgasmic the Mother Earth is herself? And what would How much of a game changer would that be? If we started tapping into the unlimited source of the whole planet having an orgasm? what would that be? Like,
1: we can invite her to that party. uh, Yes. I had my mom, my mom was on, and she had, you know, done an expansion exercise with the audience, and in that she was saying, you know, so many of us are forgetting to invite the planet along with us like we're going yeah okay what can i contribute to you what you contribute to me but none of us have been like really saying hey do you want to come to my party it's called good times do you want to join me yeah. so they like can invite yeah. the earth into the, into your orgasm inviting it to expand your orgasm inviting it to expand its own orgasm like who, who are we to say that the earth can't receive that too that kind of energy as well and like yeah what if she did tap into that like, you know, just referring to the earth as she, because I need, I need some kind of noun to work with. <laughs> so um, if we can, like, tap into the earth and just, you know, ask her, you know, what if those places on the planet where there's actually a lot of um, disharmony happening or showing up, like, what if we ask for orgasmic energy to just replace it? So, like, people are not shooting each other in the head, and they're just, instead they're walking around going, hey, man, I love you. Like, how freaking awesome would that be? It would be, like, uncontrollable orgasmic energy. And, like, if everybody's using that, is there going to be war? I highly doubt it. Yep,
2: exactly. So, oh, how yeah. much do we still
1: yeah. And can we facilitate that? Wouldn't that be great? I, I would love to be on the pioneering forefront of choosing orgasm over war. Like the 60s was full of make love, not war. Like, they were are on to something. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess I am a bit yeah. of a hippie at heart, but
2: yeah. 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 So yeah. What can we have to do? What is this begging? And what can we, um, and that's it, we don't know. But so what in this call can we um, get an awareness of? And what I hope we get uh, audience participation and we can get this out because I would love for other people to give us their feedback. Oh, I know this. I just saw this. And, and what we can... Uh, and what would change things. What can change? What can show yeah. up to people?
1: So, so much can change. So, yes, you do have awarenesses and you'd like to call in. We still have about 15 minutes left of the show. And if you'd like to call in, we'd love to hear from you. And if you want to join our chat room, we have, um, Lori's monitoring the chat room right now. I'm not able to get on it yet, um, even though our power came back. We're still down on the Internet. So, um, um, yeah, if, you, if if there is any activity in the chat room and people would like to, um, maybe we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, one of the, so one of the things, like, we're talking about orgasm, and one of the things is, like, people weren't really talking about that much at all until about I guess it was um Masters and Johnson maybe uh, that when they were doing their research on the, the four stages of human sexual response, but people really weren't talking a lot about that until until that kind of um that kind of came to the to more of a public domain rather than it being in you know medical textbooks and people being able to. Also, um, you know, like with, you know, people going, okay, the man requires an erection and ejaculation in order to have, you know, in order, you know, for there to be um, possible life creation here. But there wasn't like a lot discussed about women's pleasure or women receiving pleasure or anything like that or even how, I think it was like the clitoris was like brand new information in the last century, you know, People probably were aware of it, but they didn't really have a name for it, and they didn't really know what to do with it. It was just like, I'm sure women historically knew, but they weren't necessarily telling other people what to do with it. So when, right, when we see right. these like, amazing researchers bringing this information to the forefront and being like totally ahead of their times where they're you know, doing research in laboratories, watching people do stuff, it was pretty voyeuristic and pretty out of... Um, you know, really far away from the Leave it to Beaver stuff that was going on on the television in the 50s and 60s and completely, like, side, like, completely 180 degrees difference from that is, you know, Masters and Johnson checking out people's orgasmic responses and having this awareness that there's these different phases With it people just weren't talking about that. Yeah. Now more people are aware mm-hmm. of it and also... um so yeah there was Masters and Johnson they're probably the most well known but then there was also Kinsey and he did a lot of um research as well he did he was you know lectured at universities and he did some stuff that was pretty out there too like he he did illustrated lectures on the biology of sexual stimulation so you can only imagine <laughs> what that was like like hey everybody let's yep. go to class and You know, it reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Monty Python, but in Monty Python, The Meaning of Life, there's this scene where the kids are, the boys are in private school and the teacher comes in and he tells them that they're going to learn about, uh, they're going to learn about sex that day or learning how babies are made. And the wife comes in and, you know, you've got the wife and the teacher and they just, this bed flops out of nowhere and they start doing it in front of the class. And I was like, wow, that really does sound like what Kinsey would do back in the day. That would have been outrageous. Like, how many people would have just showed up at that class because it was so outrageous, right? Apparently, hundreds yeah. showed up. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was really
1: out there. <laughs> so, when we come back um, from break, we'll talk a little bit more about other interesting things we discovered in our research on sexual pioneers.
0: with body Whisper, Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm.
1: Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melissa Jelenich, and today my guest is Laurie Scott, and we've been talking about pioneering pleasure. And so, of course, being the Pleasure Zone in all, part of the topic on this is also about sexual pioneers, and we also talked about like what pioneers are to us, and so feel free to listen to the whole show and actually get, it's sort of educational as well today, so we're kind of talking about things historical, we're also talking about possibilities for the future. It's kind of just an all-inclusive, educationally kind of fun night. So what else did you, did you get any other stuff in your research,
2: um, I Well, we have re- gone over some of my research, which is Kinsey, and then Matthew and Johnson. So no, that nothing else comes to mind except what other areas of pioneering besides sexual you know how have they pioneered in the movies and entertainment um, has it been it opened the door for more consciousness more pleasure, or has it given us more stereotypes? think that's a interesting question um, this, you, okay so say
1: that
2: again um in i uh, I was just thinking about um pioneers pioneering in the movies, how Hollywood has pioneered sexuality.
1: Right. Yeah, true.
2: Oh, you know how about pioneering of a playboy? Everyone huh. was totally freaked out by playboy, but a lot of people have called him as a really a master of, of women's rights. You know, he really treated the women quite... Um, well, wow, for but, sure.
1: In a funny way, he yeah. like, completely respects them. <laughs> his bunnies,
2: yeah. right? So, yeah. His and he loves them. And his daughter is the one who runs empire now. He, right. He was his daughter. So that's a pioneering. No one was willing to look at sexuality that way.
1: No, and bringing, yeah, women in a way that was like, there was a kindness about his photos compared to like things like Hustler, right? So... I mean there's yeah. been always there's been photos of naked bodies going around or portraits or whatever there's the human form has always been highly admired. He just brought it to the public in a way that was far more accessible yeah there's that's a great example of you know pioneers in the sexual field there's also a a crew there's a woman out of New York who uh i find her fascinating. I saw a um documentary on her a couple of years ago, and she uh, she actually has the capacity to give herself orgasms through thought or breathing. Actually, so they did. They decided that they were gonna kind of check out her brain and see if what she was saying was true or not, or if she was just like faking these orgasms. So they stuck her in like a scan for her brain, and when they did that, they she actually had more orgasmic response from just her breathing than she did uh, than than most people do having actual physical contact. So how much do wow. like, what if our brain is actually one of our greatest sexual organs and using it can can actually be one of the greatest ways to have pleasure in our lives? And there, there's another person right now that's actually doing research on that as well, this doctor, um, Barry Kamisaruk, and he's doing a bunch of, research on how to pinpoint the part of the brain that's responsible for that, which I think is cool because yeah. what if that area can expand and then the whole brain, it's not just one section. So even when I'm reading this research, I'm like, cool, and what else is possible that we haven't discovered yet? So if there's a spot in there, what if we can expand that spot so the whole brain can respond? It seems like freaking deliciously amazing to be walking around yeah, with a brain that can gift you orgasm because ours can. We just haven't really totally tapped into it. So we've got about three minutes to end, Lori. Do you want to let the audience know about any classes you have coming up?
2: Um, yes. I would love to um, say uh, a, the magnificent Donna White and I are going to be doing a consciousness series in Las Cruces at the end of this month, January 30th, 31st, and a bars class down here in New Mexico. So if anyone of your listeners has any people who might be in the area and would love, they would love to share this experience with them and let them know that we will be hosting a bars class down in Las Cruces, which is close to El Paso. And then, um I am starting this uh, membership uh, club for uh, We Aren't Asking Enough, and um, I'm excited about that, and I can, if those are all books, you can find those on my website, which is living-inmagic.com, uh, and they're under the service, and there's a playing membership um, link, and um, I'm excited about both of those. I'm really excited about what we've create and what we are pioneering in this. This is conversation. Uh, what are we stirring up? What are we stirring in the ethers, and what uh, new possibilities are we we uh, bringing up to the planet? So I'm excited for our February month.
1: Me too. So, and I'm excited to have you as my co-host for February too. So everybody who is listening will know that February is going to be a very cool month for clearing a lot of poop you have around anywhere that stuff is either um, you know, sticking you like you feel like you're really, um, feeling oppressed in some way or feeling like you're choosing that and not knowing why. Like I think it's gonna be a great, yeah. great month for letting go of all the enslavement stuff. And I have also got a bars class the same weekend you do. So if you're not in yep. New Mexico and you happen to be in Ontario and you'd like to come or anywhere, I've you know, feel free to fly in. That's always fun too. Yep. Um got a bars yep. class in El Dorado, Ontario. On January thirty first. And you can find that on my website as well. Have a and thank you. Thank
0: you for choosing to listen to the Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelinich will return next Monday at eight p.m. Eastern Time, seven p.m. Central, six PM Mountain, and five PM Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing